the Workforce Connections podcast, where we discuss workforce development in Southern Nevada. Here's your host. Hi, and welcome to the WC podcast. Today, we have a very special guest from the Henderson Libraries, my friend, Marcy Smedley. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Yeah, we're glad that you're here. So this is your, uh, not your first time at Workforce Connections, but your first time in our brand new uh, podcast studio. What do you think? I think it's great. Um, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I've seen some of the podcasts online. So to be here in person and check it out, it's pretty cool. Awesome. Well, yeah. we're glad that you're here. We hope it's not the last time. And this is timely because today, obviously, we want to talk about a very cool thing we're doing together. We've been doing stuff together for almost five years now. I remember that when we first started talking about opening an American Job Center or One Stop Career Center at a Henderson Library, uh, we eventually did two. We have one at the James Gibson Library, and we've also had one at the Green Valley Library, uh, again, for about five years now. But uh, something's really exciting is happening. You're doing a, um, and we want you to tell us all about it, why you're doing it and all that, but you're doing a a renovation project at the Green Valley Library, and we're going to be adding something that, that you didn't have before, which is uh, a center that's focused on employers. So it's not just for job seekers, but we're adding an employee MV business hub. And so before we dive into that portion specifically, I want you to share with us, how did the, the library get to this point, right? What was the uh, what was behind the decision to renovate the space and kind of take us to that multi-month process that it took you to get where we are today. All right. Well, we, um, you know, as a public funded entity, I think it's important that we're always evaluating how we're using our spaces, how our, resource, how our resources are deployed in the community um, and, you know, what that looks like. So as we have watched um, and tracked usage statistics, we found that there were not as many people visiting um, our Green Valley Library as had used to. And I think that's probably due to, you know, various reasons that can be a somewhat transient area. Um, so people might not kind of plug in with their library and find it, you know, as a, as a place that they're coming together, you know, with their community. Um, but as we looked at that, we thought, well, what, what can we do so that we still are relevant in the community, so that we still are responsible with our resources? Um, how, do we, how do we look at this in a different way um, so that we are doing something that serves our community um, and, and, again, you know, is responsible with the resources that we're entrusted with? So as we started to look at what that might look like, Obviously, our partnership that we already had with Workforce Connections with the resources that were in the building came to mind, and we had seen some of the various things going on with Workforce Connections. Um, you know, we're lucky to be in the state of Nevada where this partnership between Workforce Connections and the libraries um, really is something that has been very beneficial to community members. And so that's when we started having some discussions about what would it look like to remodel the library? What if we took resources that seemed to align with the actual usage, um, and so we kind of pare back some of the resources that we have at the library to make space for other resources to come in um, so that we can be, you know, find more use for that space that that better fits needs. So that's where everything started. And we had conversations way back when we started that process. Um, and I was excited to hear from you that the business hub was something that would make sense for, um, you know, from your perspective as well to serve the Henderson community and folks on that side of town. Um, 
So we started those discussions, and then, yes, months-long renovation processes, and that's been, you know, trying to kind of get through. It was my first time doing a big renovation project, but I think I've learned a lot from it, and I think, um, you know, it's it's important because it does put us in a position where we can have spaces um, that really will mean something to our community, and I think that that really is the end goal and, and how we can bring our resources together to provide that to the community. I'm really excited about it because you're right. We're going to talk a little bit more in detail about the new features you'll be sharing with the community in that library. But to get there, it takes time. And I remember uh, we've had multiple meetings on choosing carpet colors and paints. And it was fun for me to see you go through that process because I'm kind of a, uh, I've been to that process a lot in my old life on the strip. But it's always telling to see, you know, how when you're invested, as you are, because that's your your home, you know, that you've been in the library uh, district for a long time. And so uh, it's interesting to see how much um, emotional attachment there is to the space and a transformation. But you every choice that was made, I think, is is the is really good because I walked in the other day, the paint colors, the carpets, it's all just coming together. And the beautiful furniture that we order, I think, also will complement everything. And it's going to be like a brand new library. So it is. Uh, I think I'm excited because, uh, again, the the business community in Henderson has changed. There's a lot of small businesses, minority-owned businesses. Uh, that community has really changed in the 30 years uh, it's been there. And so uh, I think this renovation project, this remodel, will really speak to the reality of today's neighborhood. And so with, with that said... Uh, tell us again, uh, after you, you did your, you know, if you will, your research on what's needed, what could be best throughout, you know, uh, throughout the, the years, what new things, or tell us a little bit more about when, when people eventually walk back into this remodeled library at Green Valley Library, what are they going to see? Tell us some of the things that, that you're excited about. Okay. Well, I think one thing that we have seen consistently at Green Valley is that you know people use the computers. So we have a very nice um, computer lab space for our community to access. Um, and we see that they use a lot of popular materials. They might not be coming in you know, for some of those research materials, but they really want that popular collection. So we have made a very concerted effort to focus the collection there to meet those needs so that that is what people see when they walk in the door and have access to um, immediately. Uh, so that's those are you know two of the things that are important. And then also just space to, to be. I think that we find that in our libraries across the city. Um, you know, people are looking for a space to, to just be. As times have changed, you know, the pandemic has been something where now we have people who have these flexible working arrangements where they might be working from home. Um, when I was at home during the pandemic, I knew my laundry and my dishes would call to me when I was trying to do work. So it's nice to have a place where you can go. It's not the office but it's a place that you can go and do your work um, and we see that a lot in in the libraries too so being able to have spaces that are dedicated to people being able to sit down and plug in um, and do the work that they need to do and that's something that we'll see at the Green Valley Library as well and then um, you know what's always popular story times so we definitely will have a you know an offering of children's programs to support those community members with kids too. That's great and I, and I think one of the things to support the idea of kids uh, as you and I have been discussing how we expand services in the Green Valley Library. Not only are we doing the job seekers uh, that we have been focusing on for the past few years, we're adding a, a, a specific focus on, on small businesses, uh, but we're also going to bring in access to youth services. We're going to bring at least one, if not two, uh, workers that can serve youth. And so again, you have young families in that area. So if 
if there is youth uh, from 14 to, to 20, uh, it's 14 through 21 is what we call in-school youth and 18 through 24 out-of-school youth, but we're going to do that too. So really in Green Valley, uh, they're going to have access to all of our services, if you will. And so we, we really appreciate that opportunity, I think, to expand those offerings. But back to the business hub, because I think, um, you know, this is what uh, is most new about what's happening there. Uh, two years ago, when we opened our, our first one at the Vegas Chamber, and then since then, we opened one at the Sahara West Library. And since then, Mayor's uh, March and Lee said, we want one in City Hall. And so we have four now. And, and uh, it's received, uh, again, two years ago when we opened the first one, we received some national recognition from the National Association of Workforce Boards, partnering with uh, our chambers of commerce, our local chambers, to do this kind of work, this integrated service delivery, if you will, to businesses. And just uh, a week ago, it was announced this this other national organization, the National Association of Workforce Development Professionals. That's a long, <laughs> they're short, not up. They are going to be here in two weeks in Las Vegas for their annual convention. And again, I think you know there's, there's 550 uh, organizations like Workforce Connections or local boards across the nation. And they pick one uh, to, you know, one program, if you will, that's being innovative and, and you know, deserves, if you will, that uh, national recognition. And so they picked us. So the, the Employee MV Business Hub model is being recognized again as the program of the year. And uh, we'll receive that award uh, at the South Point, I think, uh, next week. Uh, but then again, th I say that to say this is what you're getting in your in your library, a nationally recognized model that's going to serve businesses. We're bringing in really uh, high-tech equipment that you've seen and the existing ones. Again, as we talked about, I think the furniture choices you've made there are beautiful. It's going to be a really welcoming space, uh, not just for the small businesses, but the um, the library staff as well and, and, and our team. Uh, you and I have talked about how it's going to be important for our teams to really um, be more intentional about cohabitating in that building. Uh, the more we learn about each other, the better we can serve the community together. So what are your thoughts again, or maybe your uh, knowing that all that's coming in uh, a year from now, what do you hope you and I can be talking about in the form of success? Uh, so many businesses that we've helped grow, so many people that have landed jobs. What are the things that in your mind say, I want these success stories, I want to be talking about these things a year from now? What are some of those? Uh... Well, first, congratulations on the award that you will be receiving next Thank week. You. I do think those programs are so important and worthy of that recognition. Um, I think a year from now, uh, you know, I don't know numbers, like what we would say is is a success. I think, I think, you know, over the next year, getting the word out, making sure everyone understands those resources that are readily available and accessible to them um, in the facility will be very important um, so that we can grow kind of those, um, the number of people that are coming into the, into the library, into the um, hubs that Workforce Connections is offering. So I think the next year will be a year of, of growth. It will be a year of, you know, making sure people understand, making sure our teams are doing a good job of referring, um, you know, services back and forth. The libraries offer a lot of resources that can be very beneficial to small businesses, and I don't think we always have an um, avenue to really promote and share that, and I think this partnership gives us a great opportunity to make sure that businesses are also aware that the libraries offer, you know, business resources from, you know, books about business to uh, powerful databases that can help them 
build um, customer lists and things like that. So it really, um, you know, I really think this next year, what we will find as a success is that we've gotten the word out and that people are starting to come in. Um, again, you know, if we talked about numbers, I mean, I'm always a dream big kind of person, right? So I would want, you know, hundreds of people to have landed jobs and businesses to have been helped. But I think really every every person who benefits from these services that both of our organizations offer is a win for, for all of us and a win for our community. Um, so I just think, yeah, getting the word out over the next year, getting people in um, and introduced to the services and, and starting to use them, I think will be will be a success for us. Yeah, and I think that will be our goal. Um, I heard from Mayor Lee from North Las Vegas the other day. You know, he now has, I think, over 400 businesses that have been helped through the hub and, and in his location. And so it, it can happen. But at the end of the day, like you said, it starts with first awareness. We have to really work on awareness so that they can show up and access. And for awareness, uh, we have created a 60-second animated video with you where we've, um, and any character's likeness, you know, we can't say who they are or whatnot. <laughs> They'll find out on their own. But um, this 60-second uh, animated video will be pushing through our social media platforms. Along with this uh, podcast episode, we'll, we'll tag it and make sure that, it, that they both uh, point to each other because, again, we want the community to be aware that you have reimagined this library that's been there for decades now and it's going to feel fresh and it's going to feel, again, that it's equipped with the resources that meet the reality of the community today. And so we want everybody to know. We want that awareness to be there. And so have we picked a date for the opening yet? Yes. So share with us what that date is. <laughs> so June 2nd is when we will have our um, ribbon cutting ceremony and grand reopening, if you will. So we're looking forward to that. Um, I think we'll have a lot of folks very interested in coming in to check it out. Um, and we'll have an opportunity for people who come at that time to tour the spaces and hear from the people who work in those spaces about the resources available in each of the areas. So in your um, side of the building, the career hub and the business hub, and then the library side, there will be information about the library resources that are there too. So I think that will be a great opportunity for people to come in um, to get reintroduced to what we have there now um, and really to understand what type of services are available. And when we talk about awareness and promotion of that, right, even those community members who might not need those resources, when they know they're there, they can refer their friends, colleagues, um, you know, to us to to be able to take advantage of the resources as well. So I think it'll be a great opportunity to um, share the new the new space and to um, make sure people understand what we're doing. Me too. I think June 2nd is going to be a, a great day, a happy day. So any of those, um, you know, watching this uh, this episode on our YouTube channel, make sure you share it with everybody that you know. Put it on your social media. Uh, when when you see the 60-second animated video that we created on Facebook or Twitter or LinkedIn, same thing. Push it out because we want as many people as, as possible to know about June 2nd because it's going to be, uh, you know, really special. Now, I like how you decided that we're not going to have a lengthy one-hour, you know, opening ceremony with a bunch of speakers. I think there'll be a lot of important people there. Uh, but instead, we decided, or you've decided, in which I love, that we're it's really going to be a show-and-tell where people are going to be able to walk, and every station's going to be, there's going to be, um, you know, the, the right people are going to be there to explain all these resources. And so instead of spending time in a ceremony, it's really, you know, interactive, and it's really right down to why we're doing what we're doing. People will get to experience all the new stuff, and then they'll still be opportunities for new stories in a room. We're going to have a dedicated space for uh, to, to create, the, if you will, the new stories. But so I'm happy about that. I, I think um, 
you know, I'd like to also hear from you a little bit about, you said that, you know, we, we've been working together for five years already, but the partnership is much, if you will, deeper than just a, um, the sharing of resources. Again, you and I have now, um, I love how we, there's trust, if you will. Any relationship that there's trust, I think it starts to grow because I still remember the day that you uh, called me and said, you know, um, we think uh, we, we want to take your temperature on maybe occupying more of our space. And, and I thought, you know, maybe we're going to go from, you know, where we are and, and double it. And I said, of course, I think, you know, we can do that. But you really wanted to go eight times the amount that we had, you know. And so for me, that speaks of uh, we've built enough trust, I think, with you that you uh, have the confidence to know that we can be a good partner and, and a larger scale. So, again, my, my question for you would be perhaps what do you uh, hope to see our partnership evolve into for the next year or two? What other things are you dreaming about maybe even beyond this expansion? Or can you not, <laughs> are you still so involved in the expansion that you want to get done with that? Um, yeah, that's a good question. Um, I haven't, I haven't dreamed past this expansion yet. Um, I do think the things that we'll see with this expansion in the partnership, um, are going to be nothing but good things. I think, you know, as we've um, met some of the team members that you're, you know, bringing in to work with the people in the space, um, it's it's been refreshing to see um, the excitement that they have for the things that they do and the services that they provide. And I'm really excited for our teams to come together and do that. Um, I think so often publicly funded entities work in silos. And I think this is such a powerful representation of how we can have such a greater reach if we Stop that mentality and work together. Um, so I'm, I'm on that vein. Maybe you know, maybe the the dream is pulling more partners into these types of arrangements so that we can provide even more services and be even more, um, you know, impactful in our community. I agree. I'm glad you say that because I, I think um, if there's one thing I'm proud about is that that uh, other this is not common. Not not a lot of regions are doing it. But we are two taxpayer uh, institutions, organizations that are pulling our resources together, aligning our work, trying to make the, the services that we both provide uh, better together for the community that we serve. So, yes, I agree with you that if there was a, a wish list, uh, you know, that more people would join us. Right. And like you said, I think that's where we're headed. So uh, another topic I wanted to discuss with you is with a lot of people talk about the future of work. You know, and uh, we were talking about this pre-pandemic because, again, some of these things are not just today. We've been talking about automation, artificial intelligence, robots for a while now. Mm -hmm. uh, we've been talking about the fact that birth rates have declined in the United States for decades now. Uh, also, for the past few decades, the immigration uh, rates coming into the country have declined, but yet there's more people retiring because of the baby boomer generation. And so all these things were really compounded by the pandemic. The worldwide pandemic really accelerated, if you will, the arrival of the future of work, where now we have more and more, on, uh, not just uh, factories, but on the hotel, on the strip, you see robots mixing drinks, serving food, delivering towels to the rooms. And so you know, the world is evolving. So when it comes to this future of work, uh, how do the, how do the, how does it, will it affect the libraries? Does it affect you in the sense of how you deliver services or what people expect? Tell us a little bit about from your perspective, the libraries, how does this future of work play into your future? So I think, 
to ignore automation and um, these types of changes in the workforce is silly, right? We can't ignore it. Um, We've found that automation for us is um, bringing in, they're called automated materials handling units. Um, So right now we have one at our Paseo Verde Library and plans um, with this renovation to add one at our Green Valley Library as well as our other libraries. Um, And what that does basically is it does back of house things that team members previously would do, but not in an attempt to lose those team members, but so that those team members can, you know, utilize their skills and their um, abilities to be people facing and to be providing those customer services. Um, So basically the machine brings in the items that people are returning and sorts them into appropriate bins so that they can more easily be, you know, put on carts and shelved um, out in the library. So it it is a time saving. um, And I think, I think when people hear automation, sometimes they get scared, right? That it means we're taking jobs away. Um, And I would, I would argue that for us anyways, automation is doing the things that can be done in that way so that the the real skills of our people um, can be deployed in a way that makes better sense, that that serves our community better. Um, so that's the way that looks for us is, yes, there will be, you know, machines and, and opportunities for us to streamline certain processes so that we can better utilize the skills of our team members in a public-facing way. Um, I remember, gosh, it was probably 10 years ago when we rolled out, or maybe even longer, self-check machines at the library and everybody, even our, you know, our patrons are like, I'm not using that because Mm -hmm. it means someone's going to lose their job at the desk. And it's like, no, no, no one's going to lose their job. But where do you find these time savings so that the things that are, you know, that are more important that a person handles, um, you know, it gives them the time to be able to do that. So, um, yes, I think, I think automation is important. I think it's something that, you know, if we can streamline those backend processes, then it just opens us up to be more responsible with our resources again, right? So these people that are, you know, brought onto our teams because of the experience and the skills they have, the abilities that they have to, um, you know, interface with the public and and serve our community can spend their time doing that instead of having to divide their time between um, working with the public and working on the, you know, on the back end. So, um, so yes, yes, we are definitely, um, you know, aware of and in tune with the future of the workplace and how that will impact libraries. And I think as we move forward, there will be more and more developments that will, um, you know, that will impact us in that way too. But I think the important thing for us to remember is that, you know, we serve the community. That's what we do. And we will never, um, I don't know if you should right? never say never. Um, I would not ever think we would not have people interacting with the people walking through our doors. Um, so again, the automation helps us with those backend processes so that the, the people have the capacity to work with the people coming in. Yeah, that's really good to hear that the Henderson Libraries have that approach. I think on a macro level, even uh, across an industry, data shows whether it was the assembly line of Henry Ford or the uh, information technology revolution, but uh, across the decades, uh, technology, if you will, not just automation, but technology always is disruptive. And while some jobs go away, because like you said, the processes are made now more efficient through automation or robotics, uh, there's other jobs that appear because those robots need designers and technicians and programmers. And so, and again, that's just the robots. It happened that way with the mobile phone industry. It happened that way, as I said, with the assembly lines and factories. And so uh, across the decades, the net effect of technology is always positive, meaning there's more new jobs than the jobs it, it, it eliminates, if you will. And so uh, I'm glad to hear that that's uh, the case also at the Henderson Library. So, well, 
Before uh, we reach the end of, of our episode again, I wanted to let's go back to June 2nd because that's why we're doing this um, this podcast. And so uh, we hope that everybody again shares this uh, YouTube episode with their social media, that they look out for Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, that you and I are going to be sharing the 60 second animated video. We hope that everybody uh, registers to come in in June 2nd and beyond. It's not, they can come June 3rd and 4th and 5th if they want, but uh, what else would you like to tell our, our listening audience today about June 2nd? Um, if you have never, um, or haven't recently, let's say that, if you haven't recently stepped inside of a library, um, if you don't have all of the information about what a career hub is or a business hub is, this is a great opportunity to just check it out. I know when I went and toured um, the business hub at the Sahara West Library, it was so eye-opening because you hear, oh yeah, they're serving businesses. Okay, but what does that really mean? And I think to come in and speak to the people, the business ambassadors who are um, providing those services is just such an enlightening and eye-opening um, time to be able to learn more about it. So I would say, and then and libraries are just not, I mean, they're not the library that I grew up with. You know, libraries constantly evolve to meet the needs of the community. So so if you haven't been in a library in five years, let's say, if you've never um, seen a business hub, and if you're curious about how Workforce Connection supports um, career seekers, like this is the place to be, June 2nd. Well said. <laughs> and nobody's going to shush you anymore, no. right? <laughs> <laughs> yep, I've seen that evolution. That's great. And um, so... Uh, again, I think uh, I want to thank you, Marcy, for being here today. It's always uh, thank you for having me. Yeah, it's always good to see you. I'm really excited about uh, June 2nd. And so um, that's it for today's episode of the WC podcast. Uh, we hope to see you at a future episode. And so until then, stay safe. Mm-hmm.